1: can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These Little Wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd.
2: This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio.
1: No, oh, it is a Friday and there is a lot to talk about. Live in finally sunny Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. What a absolutely riveting, can't take your eyes off at night, Michigan State, Kansas State, UCLA, Gonzaga. Weird stretches. UCLA couldn't score 10-11 minutes, yet suddenly they were right back in it. That was fantastic. Your Michigan State, my Michigan State Spartans, uh, that was a great game. That was one of the better games of the tournament. We may have seen two of the top three games in the tournament. Could have I, been the top two games in the tournament. You could argue that Kansas State game goes down in Sweet
3: 16 lore is one of the greatest ever. It was unbelievable. It was a close game, tense, shot-making. Our guy Noel and... Uh,
1: Kansas very very rarely do I forget to eat dinner. <laughs> I sat there for six hours, and I was like, I poured a cocktail, and I just sat there, and I just watched basketball. It was so much fun. heavenly. So uh, three-seed Gonzaga rallies past two-seed UCLA. We should make it official. If those guys are in the tournament, you got to put them in the same region. We'll take... Double servings of Gonzaga and UCLA. I mean, UCLA lost two players. Uh, for them to fight like that, incredibly admirable by the Bruins. But there's no reason really Gonzaga should be this good. Spokane, Washington, there's no recruits there. Uh, Washington State's kind of geographically isolated. They have a tiny gym. They don't have, you know, they don't have a ton of money. They're on a conference nobody's heard of, right? Western Coast Conference. I mean, they should not be this good. They are right now a more winning program than Kentucky. The third Elite Eight in four tournaments. Kentucky hadn't been doing a an Elite Eight four tournaments ago. So this is all about coaching, commitment, and culture. There's a lot of different ways to win. Kansas State had a bunch of transfers. I got no, no problem with that at all. That's how they're going to do it. Kentucky, Duke do five-star recruits. And then there's like Villanova and Gonzaga. And this is what they do. Three and four-star recruits, guys. Stay on the team for years, and they needed them last night. A lot of juniors and seniors who have been in a lot of close games, and that's probably why they won. It's why eight of the last 11 years, the Zags have been at least ranked second in the country and often first. A lot of programs collect talent. That's not what they do here. It is a team, it is community. It's like a small town family, a small town marriage. They've all been together for years. They're publicity shy. Kentucky's a Hollywood marriage. It's all on the cover of magazines, but it doesn't last. The Zags may never win a title. I have no idea if they'll ever win a title. If Mark Few lands an Anthony Davis or a Carmelo Anthony, then he will. Uh, They've gotten very, very close. Uh, But I think it's more impressive than a lot of these big names that have won a single title. I think Mark Few's very much like Andy Reid. All the smart people knew Andy was brilliant. All the smart people knew he just never got a great quarterback, a great enough quarterback to win. The minute Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes, he now dominates the sport. He was the smartest coach along with Belichick for years and years and years. All the smart people didn't, knew it, and all the dopes didn't. Everybody gets that Lincoln Riley's a better coach than Ed Orgeron and Gene Chizik. Jim Harbaugh's better than Ed Orgeron and Gene Chizik. But those guys have titles because in college sports, the Georgias, the LSUs, you know, there are certain regions in the country that are hotbeds For talent, and you can land a lot of it and don't have to be a world-class coach, and you can win. I mean, Kirby Smart is not on the NFL radar. He's a coordinator in the NFL. Lincoln Riley could have seven jobs next year, maybe ten. He would be the top prospect for virtually every job that was open. The reality is, is what is doing does not make a lot of sense. But this is why college basketball is really fun. There's a lot of ways to win. You can be a glamour program and get five-star guys. You can be Kansas State and be most of your good players are transfers. You can do the Villanova or Gonzaga way. I do believe that Gonzaga eventually, and they're now starting to get top four or five players in the country. My guess is they will eventually land a star player, like a real star, and they'll win a title. Jalen Suggs was very good. They get closer. And Chet Holmgren, they get closer and closer. But the reality is, think about Gonzaga. Think about this for a second is that in the 48 years they had a basketball program pre Mark Few, they made the tournament twice, just made it. He's never missed one. In the West Coast Conference, uh, this guy is a Harbaugh, a Lincoln Riley, and Andy Reid in Philly. Really knows what he's doing. I think it's such an incredibly redeemable way to win. I've said this for years. It was impossible for me, because I knew Jay Wright, not to root for Villanova. I just love the way they did it. They would go in, I think it was like the D.C. area. They get tough kids, blue-collar kids. They bring them to Villanova. They play defense. They're coachable. You talk to NBA scouts about Villanova players, they all overachieve. NBA GMs, they may not give you an Anthony Davis, but Villanova guys overachieved, tough as nails, easy to coach, stayed in a program, super bright. Like That's just what Villanova does. And I find that style of all the styles, and I love Duke. I love Beheim at Syracuse, but I find this Villanova-Gonzaga style so redeemable, so much fun, that a small town can do this. You know, you spend all this time... We worry about the big money and the New York teams and this, and yet the Green Bay Packers just keep winning. Gonzaga basketball just keeps winning. Here's the shot by Julian Strouther and the reaction by the coach after. Strouther will get it in. Salas picks it up. Clock starts. 11 seconds. Salas across the timeline. Pitch it back. Strouther. Deep three from the top of the key. Got it! Oh! Strother from the top. Seven seconds left. Campbell on the run into the front court. Drives the right side. Stripped away. strother has got it. fouled with 1.1 to go.
0: He's made that shot multiple times for us this year. We practice that play. Uh, it's hey, <clears throat> that's Jay Wright's play used at the end of the Villanova Carolina game in the championship. I mean, and so uh, I mean, we, uh, that's what we call it. So. Uh, and he makes it all the
1: time. So, yeah, when he asked me, it was stronger stronger words than what he
0: used. I just said, yeah,
1: yeah, make it. Make it. Not a shock. Gonzaga borrowed a page from the East Coast version of Gonzaga, Villanova, to win a game against UCLA. An absolute epic March Madness classic from an incredibly uh, – smart, redeemable, head down, sometimes publicity shy. They shouldn't win, they do. And uh, I think they have UConn next. I think that's on, the, that's on the docket next. UConn may be the best team in the tournament. I was texting Mark Few this morning. <laughs> they, they may be the very best team in the tournament. They're playing great, so they'll have their hands full. So uh, years ago, when I used to be in local TV, And uh, uh, I would be in local TV. I'd be a sportscaster like in Portland or something. And uh, the news director didn't want to wade through a thousand tapes. And I had to hire a sports reporter or I had to hire like a weekend sports guy. And I was like, I'm too busy. I don't want to do this. He's like, you wade through the tapes. And what I found was everybody can have a great nine-minute tape. But when I found somebody that I thought was pretty good, I'd call and say, all right, Tape your show tonight and send it to me. I don't want an all-star tape. Give me your 6 o'clock newscast tonight, player. Let's see what rolls. That's why I don't talk about pro days and the NFL combine anymore. Anybody can look good at the combine. You eat right for six weeks. You work out. You have a trainer. It's the best shape you'll ever be in the rest of your football life. But can you play hurt? Because that's the NFL. Can you survive when you're not as good as the guy you go up against at left tackle? That's the real NFL. If you have a bad position coach or in a bad mood or you got dinged up right knee, can you play then? Because that's the NFL, not a combine. So I'd like to stop talking about the combine. Occasionally, we'll go on and on about the pro day, but I tend to think the pro day, Bryce Young had a pro day yesterday. You know what it is? It's Instagram. Instagram. You put on the filters. You get the right angles and the right light. Aren't I beautiful? Maybe. How would I know? It's not authentic. It's all fake. Maybe you're beautiful. Maybe you're handsome. Who would know? It's not authentic. It's lighting. It's angles. It's filter. It's nobody knows. I don't know what Bryce Young's going to be, but these pro days to me are mostly nonsense. Is this guy good? Is that guy? Listen, I think Bryce Young is the most polished, refined, game-starting-ready quarterback in college football. I worry about his size, but this is classic. So yesterday, he wouldn't weigh in. At the combine, he wouldn't throw, but he'd weigh in. And some people are speculating he put on weight for the combine and was willing to be weighed, but that's not his natural weight. So now he's back to his natural weight, and he doesn't want anybody to weigh him. Back to Instagram. Back to Instagram. That's why I talk NFL regular season, I talk free agency, and I talk the draft. The pro day stuff and the combine stuff, it's fool's gold. It's those NFTs, fuzzy pictures. They'll be worth a fortune. Sure they will. I will say this, though. The kid's been a rock star. He was a high school football star in Los Angeles at 15 years old. I think he'll start day one. I think he could win games. He's not big enough for my taste but Nick Saban after. I tend to be somebody, if you're playing the SEC, you're playing against NFL players every week. Go watch the tape. Bryce Young's good on tape. That's probably why I'd take him number one. Here's Nick Saban on his pro day.
4: I think you should ask the people that had to play against him the last couple of years and see if they think it affected his performance. (laughs) So um, I really don't. I think he's so instinctive. He processes so well. He prepares so well. Uh, he's got quickness in the pocket. He plays the position like a point guard in basketball. So, uh, And his production and consistency and performance have been off the charts. So uh, most of the time, those things will translate to the next level.
1: I do think he is more naturally gifted and a better prospect in the NFL than Tua. Um, I think he has a lot of comparisons to Jalen Hurts. He throws a better football at this point. They're both agile, smart, good leaders, see the field. Um, but pro day stuff, just go watch the tape. It's the SEC. It's the best college football most years easily. He chopped it up. My guess is he can chop it up at the NFL. I just don't know how long that size he's going to last. Be sure
2: to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 six seven three. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Cdkng.co/vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, i going to tell you about an American made success story and black buffalo zero pouches black buffalo's zero pouches are not owned by big tobacco they're an independent company proudly built right here in the usa by american farmers for adult consumers what are they made of pretty simple cured edible green leaves food grade ingredients most importantly there's no nicotine or tobacco black buffalo zero is all about the history and tradition of dip but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. There is this NFL story, though. The Jets and Packers have not spoken this past week, according to Adam Schefter. Green Bay wants a first-round pick. I would, too. And if I was the Jets, I'd give you my first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't give you a lot after that. But I get a first-round pick and maybe something conditional, Uh, the Jets are like, we're not giving you a first-round pick. So they made a move to get another second-round pick, but according to uh, Adam Schefter, that has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. They just got a stalemate. So the question this morning we were asking ourselves, what happens if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? And I got to tell you something. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. So let's say you start Zach Wilson. So let's look at the quarterbacks the Jets would face this year. Uh, and a couple of them twice, Mac Jones twice, Tua twice with his great coach and Josh Allen twice. It's Mahomes and Herbert and uh, Hurts and uh, Garoppolo, Russell Wilson now with Sean Payton, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, who's mad, but a great coach. If you start Zach Wilson, that's a four-win team. That's just what it is. That ain't terrible. Let's be honest. Aaron's not winning a Super Bowl with his team in the AFC, In the last four years, his playoff record with the Packers is two and three, and they have a good O-line, and they have a good run game, and they have a good structure, and they have a good head coach. And the NFC's lousy, and he's two and three in four years in the playoffs. You think you're going to the AFC and winning? No, he's a band aid. Here's where it gets interesting. You keep your picks, you move off him, you start Zach Wilson. Carolina, Houston, and the Colts should be bad this year, but they're drafting quarterbacks. How many teams next year are going to need a quarterback and be bad? I think Atlanta and the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come, and there's two A++ prospects. If the owner, Woody Johnson, goes to Robert Sala and their general manager, Joe Douglas, and would promise – extend them publicly for another year or two. If I was solid and Joe Douglas, I'd be like, I'm done with the headaches. Let's go. Let's not do a one-year Band-Aid with Aaron. Let's go long-term. Let's go into the tank. That's what Atlanta's doing. It makes too much sense to get Lamar Jackson for Atlanta. And what Atlanta is saying is there's better prospects than Lamar Jackson. Next year, there's two of them. And now the Saints have a legit quarterback. Carolina's got Frank Reich and may have a very good young quarterback, How many teams are going to stink in the NFL next year? The Colts in Atlanta and the Jets without Aaron Rodgers would be in a very short list of teams that need a quarterback and aren't good. And if I was Robert Sala or Joe Douglas and you gave me a two-year extension and said, listen, it's going to be bad, because it would be bad. I mean, Zach Wilson in the NFC wouldn't win games. In the AFC and in that division with Mike McDaniel and Tua, Josh Allen, Mac Jones with an offensive coordinator, they're not going to win any games. It's not the end of the world. So, you know, the Jets have a right to dig their feet in, and they are. They're like, we're not giving you a first-round pick. And the Packers are like, all right, that's a you problem. We got our quarterback here in the stable. We're good. So I, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think sometimes you get very lucky, and the Jets are very lucky. There's a, there's two A++ prospects, and you don't know. There's going to be three to four guys drafted in the first round. You don't know if there's there's probably going to be next year. There's supposed to be a couple other prospects that are C.J. Stroud-ish. Good prospects. Not superstars. B, B++ prospects. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, who are we kidding here? It's a one-year Band-Aid anyway. Nobody knows what you're getting with him. You don't know. The Packers don't know. Be sure to catch live
2: editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
1: I hope everybody, and I know you guys all do, you appreciate Drew Timmy. I mean, the two guys last night that put on a clinic are not really NBA I mean, they may, I, I don't know. I, Drew Timmy's probably on a bench somewhere. Uh, he has got such good low post moves. He knows how to use his butt and his body. Uh, I don't know if he's an NBA player. And uh, Marquise Knoll for uh, Kansas State, he's tiny. <laughs> I don't know who he guards in the NBA. Oh, I put on an absolute clinic last night. And, and, and I'll say this before. The, these, these March Madness games are crushing the NBA in ratings. And the talent level's not even close. So it illustrates how important passion and desire is. Sport fans sports fans by and large, they just want you to care as much as they do. And for the last 6 to 7 years, NBA stars have been sending messaging out their bat signal which is we don't care about regular season games. Okay. People tell you who they are, believe them. NBA guys are like telling you, we're not really into the regular season, the stars And the audience is going, all right. And I've said this before. The Western Conference, the entire Western Conference, the story right now is who's not playing. Kawhi, Paul George, KD, AD, LeBron. Luka was hurt. Kyrie. You never know who's playing. Zion. If the the Blazers lose a couple more games, they'll put Dame on the bench for the rest of the year. So, you know, I, I, I just think... When you juxtapose the college basketball environment, it's not highly skilled. If you're really great, the two best guys in the NBA draft this year aren't even playing college. Some guys, Jalen Green from Houston, he went to the G League. I do think the NIL is going to drive some college kids who could go either way, it's going to drive them to college. you telling me I can go and get in March Madness and get 10, 15 million people to watch or go to a G League? Now, the G League's got better players, but it's only a year. Is it worth having better marketing and a little inferior basketball to be in a college campus? If I'm a dad or a mom, that's not even close. Yeah, I wouldn't know who Zion is. I don't sit on you know digital all day looking up highlights of high school kids dunking. So, I just think if you look at what is happening, the World Baseball Classic. What was it? it was passion. March Madness. What was it? It's passion. It's desire. It's crushing the NBA ratings, and I'm an NBA fan. But you send leagues send signals. Athletes send signals. I mean, if you went to watch, you go to you know, you went to watch a play or you went to Broadway, and the actors were mailing it in. You'd know it, and you'd be as bored as the actors. And so I think it. it last night and this tournament has completely sucked me in. I think you. I, I think sports gambling helps a lot. The legalization, the two things in America that we've always bet with sports: the NFL and March Madness. And it's not a coincidence. March Madness the last couple of years, and the NFL is going up, where a lot of TV ratings are going down. And I think we bet college basketball in March, and we bet the NFL. We don't really bet the NBA. So they're not getting that little push. We don't bet baseball as much. They're not getting the push that college basketball and the NFL are. That's what we bet. By the way, we all internationally, people bet soccer. JMac over here, he understands it. Soccer, March Madness, and the NFL is what a lot of people bet and have bet forever. In Europe, where sports gambling has been more legal, that is their March Madness. That is their NFL. So I think a lot of this, though, the passion you see when you watch Michigan State, Kansas State, there was a moment last night in the game with UCLA and Gonzaga, and I don't know how much time was left, seven or eight minutes left, I think, six, seven, eight minutes, and there was a, they were battling for a rebound, and it was about a 30-second sequence. There was guys on the floor. I'm like, you're not seeing that Tuesday night in Denver. You're not, you're not seeing that Wednesday night in Detroit. Uh, just the passion and the level of desire, uh, the sudden death part of it. I, I couldn't take my eyes off last night. I know the quality. I mean, the stars last night for Gonzaga and Kansas State, are they don't translate to the NBA at all. It's okay. They're really, it's its own thing. It's a three- to four-week passion sport. I'm totally in on it, but I, I thought last night was just a great all-time night of college basketball on TV, of uh, basketball, just period, period, basketball. It's a great basketball night, five and a half hours of mayhem, and uh, I'm I'm here for it. Colin, I got to ask you, Mr. Noel, who was
3: unstoppable against Kentucky and now Michigan State. Who's he only guarding five the NBA? Foot eight. Who's he guard? That's a fair question. There was a kid at Kentucky a few years back named Tyler Ulyss, yeah, very yeah, renowned yeah. high school player. He got a cup of coffee in the NBA. I think there has to be a place on a roster in the league for Noel, he is that good. He's full of energy. Defensively, five steals, including the steal on the game-winning play. The kid has the heart of a lion. I know that's
1: you know trite and cliche. But listen, I I'm, you watch this guy play, he will make things happen. Listen, I'm rooting for Drew, Timmy, and this kid to get in. Like I think I would put, I want him. I always said this about Tim Tebow. I mean, I rolled my eyes at Tebow. I would love to have Tebow in my locker room. Tebow's a big strong athlete he's never as athletic as you think but the work ethic the offseason um, in meetings like he's a gamer I like there's absolute value I remember years ago when Parcells, Bill Parcells took over Miami the Dolphins as the GM and they had won one game the year before and Parcells rebuilt the roster I think he named Tony Sperano was the coach I think but Parcells took over uh, the front office and they went from I think one win to 11. And what he really did is he took the bottom of the roster, like the 27th player to the 55th guy, and Parcells reshaped it. And he went and got – one of the tight ends was Fasano, if I recall. He went and got guys that were great in the weight room, great leaders, special teams guys that would change the culture of Miami. I mean, they made some personnel moves, but the back end of a roster goes a long way, right? Because like those guys aren't getting minutes. Those guys aren't getting minutes. They're not, they're not getting attention. They're not winning any games. Nobody talks to them. To get that guy in the NBA, that 10th, 11th guy, for yeah. me, is he good in the room, good in meetings, good on the plane? I mean, I, I think at that those two guys last night fit that bill. Well, you know
3: I uh, minority st- stake in a basketball team right, and right. a soccer team. So when we're looking in the offseason for players, yes, the stats matter. We want to know the talent level. Yeah. But a lot of that extracurricular stuff – is he going to be one of the first ones in the in the weight room? Is he going to be one of the first guys at practice, the yes. last to leave? You can't tell that watching games, but you can tell that by looking into the players' background. This kid, Noel, has an unbelievable work ethic. There's a million videos of him on Instagram. I know. No but offers there, in there, high school.
1: There's not a single NBA player currently in the NBA that's relevant under six feet tall, and he's 5'8". So um, it 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 is I would have to check the rosters. I don't know. i mean,
3: that sounds about right. You know, there's probably 511 tough to make the league. But again, we're not talking he's not going to be a starting point guard, right? We're talking about a guy who can come off the bench, provide locker room support, winning player, add to that culture. You know, that stuff matters. Culture you, is huge.
1: Lou Holtz when he coached at Notre Dame used to always say this. He said, you know, the class is 25 players a year and he said, I want I want 15 guys who are four and five star guys. And then I want 10 guys who are talented But are dying to wear Notre Dame's jersey. He's like, if if you're getting 25 guys a year, you're only starting 22. So one recruiting class is all your starters. Mm. You're going to get 12 to 15 great players. Then you better find glue guys. And I think uh, that that's. I I don't think these guys project. I think Timmy, because he's such a profound scorer, has a better chance. I mean, he was a great high school scorer. He's been a great college scorer. Um, He's just. I mean, he's got—he's big. He's six nine and a half. Great hands. Um, just kind of a guy that can pick up six and a half a night, and it's never pretty. Um, so, I, and he, again, he's highly coachable, highly functional. I—I um, I, I tend to think there's a spot for him somewhere in the NBA. His mom and dad were both like athletes, so he comes from an athletic family. Yeah, I, work ethic and culture, that stuff matters so much. You know that when you're building a staff here
3: at the Herd, when you're building the volume. Well, how about that Ma- stuff is huge.
1: New England Patriots have had Matthew Slater, I think for – night is he still on the team? 19 years New England special teamer. So he, he was a wide receiver at UCLA. He didn't have a lot of speed. I remember when he played at UCLA, and he goes to New England, and they just keep him as a special teams guy, and he's – again, he's like a coach. He is literally like a coach on the field. And Belichick's always had one or two guys like that that he just keeps around. Uh, And Matt Slater's the classic example of they could find a faster guy, but he'll take young guys, you know, Udonis Haslam in Miami. By the way, Belichick understands culture. Is there any culture in the NBA? Honestly, the Warriors have better players. Miami's arguably the best culture. Mickey Harrison, Riley, Spolstra, Haslam, Wade. It's the best yeah. culture. I mean, you know in the playoffs, you do not want to face Miami. You do not. I don't care if you're Boston. You do not want to face Jimmy Butler and Spolstra's coaching. And they kept Haslam around for years for the plane, for the practice, for the room, for the meetings. That Guys at the end of the bench, I know fans – you could have a 21 year old and you could say, he could be this and he could be that. Good luck. Yeah. But I think if you look at the history of really good teams, the smart cultures keep guys like that around. By the way, when you've got the LA road
3: trip and you've got the Clippers and the Lakers and everybody, all the young guys want to go out to the clubs. And you have, that's right. you young, wrong, You go to Miami. You know, a lot of the teams get the South Beach flu because they're out and hanging out in Miami. And you, you think Noel's going to be doing that? Or is he going to be locked in? We're practicing. I want to deliver. You, uh, there's so much value in that stuff. Drew Timmy, like, he's a pro, man. That guy can make plays. I want him on my team. Good for you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I well, I want Giannis on my team, but I would certainly consider yeah, I'll, t- I'll take him if I can have
3: him. Sure, I'll take Giannis, yeah.
0: Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
1: All happening in only one place, This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing.
0: Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio
1: app, Apple Podcasts,
0: 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia visit www.1800GAMBLER.net In New York call 877 8 Y or text Hope HOPENY 467369 In Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co slash vball for eligibility
1: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero Pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S., So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. This Lamar Jackson situation's a mess. The NFL yesterday, the league office, (laughs) I've never seen this before, told teams do not negotiate with Ken Francis apparently like a business guy that Lamar's friends with. Now Lamar's saying he's not negotiating, but he's you know, he's talking to teams or something. I don't know who Ken Francis is. He and Lamar apparently have a business deal. He's got this product, and Lamar's the face of it. Um, here is the product. I'm not kidding. This is not an '80s infomercial.
0: This is actually a real thing. Combining outdoor training and a portable gym maximizes time and workout routines. With over 250 plus workout routines, the entire gym brings you the flexibility to work out anywhere, anytime.
1: Yeah, so if you see somebody lifting weights in a nearby park, It's probably Ken Francis and Lamar Jackson. I'm going to pass on it. Uh, I call them Jims. Anywho, uh, this is not what you want. It's gotten very noisy. Let me give you a list of noisy quarterbacks in the last year for a variety of reasons. Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray, um, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Um, None of them are ascending. Let me give you some other noisy quarterbacks whose careers should have lasted longer. Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton. The only thing noisy about Patrick Mahomes is his brother. That's it. It's like noisy does not win games. And I think it hurts Lamar. I think people are worried about it. And I think he's being punished because of the current momentum of noisy. Kyler and Aaron and Russell has not been good. Aaron couldn't make the playoffs. Tire fire in Arizona. So, you know, it's... You start, you go look at the list for different reasons of the noisy quarterbacks. They're not ascending. Uh Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, I don't get any of that. Head down, focused. I know all you fanboys have been banging on this for years. I've never been wrong on this. The noisier the young quarterback, the less I like it. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, really quiet. Bryce Young, pro, head down plays. Star in high school, didn't hear a peep. Star in college, you don't hear a peep. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State Buckeyes, biggest program arguably in America, wins games, focused, coachable, gets better. So I I just think this is a bad space. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering at this point, does Lamar have somebody in his social circle that's like, bro, this is not a good look? From what I can understand, the NFL league office said, don't take calls from this guy. Lamar's saying he's not negotiating. Um, Athletes generally shield you from this kind of nonsense. Agents, that's what an agent's paid for, to get the noise away from you. He doesn't have an agent. The noise is funneling right toward him. It's the opposite of what you want to do. And again, on the heels of Aaron's noise and Kyler's noise, people are like, no, thank you. Listen, it's a trend and it's a smart one. Go find Jalen Hurts. Hardworking, doubted, second round, aspirational, coachable. You're looking at a star. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts is what you're trying to find. And and, and for the record. It kind of felt like Lamar was that for three years. Whatever's happened is not good. I still contend, no disrespect to his mom. You got to hire a real agent. They keep you out of all this trouble. And this is nothing against this uh, newfangled 1980-sounding infomercial. Um, You know, I, I don't like doing weightlifting in a park. I just don't. I like to do it in gyms and at home. But if that's your thing... Lamar may be really hitting on something that's going to revolutionize working out. I wish him the very best. It's just way too noisy for me. I'm not going to bang on Lamar. That's pretty embarrassing, though. I mean, well, I'm not going to invest
3: in that. You're a business that. guy. You're an entrepreneur. I'm not going to invest in No?
1: That. Okay. No. no. I'm going to do my sit-ups at home.
2: One <laughs> more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live or on demand
1: whenever you'd like. Casey Jacobson, Fox Sports college basketball analyst, a star at Stanford, four years in the NBA. You know, we, you know, it is interesting. I think it's so redeem. I love, um, I love Villanova's story. I think Villanova is the West Coast Gonzaga. Villanova would get blue collar, tough kids, and he, they would demand they play defense. And they, I mean, like Mikhail Bridges kind of guys. Every coach I've ever talked to in the NBA is like, oh, draft Villanova guys. They're always smart. They play defense. Jay Wright coaches them hard. And I think sometimes college fans resent the fact they're not going to be stars in the NBA, but you were, you were a star in college to the pros. How does Drew Timmy to you, Casey, project? I mean, what do you see him as?
4: Well, first of all, Colin, thanks for having me on. You bet. Good to see you guys. Um, Look, I, I'm not so sure if Drew Timmy's gonna be a star in the NBA con. I don't know that. I do know that he's a heck of a basketball player and one of the best back to the basket low post players that I have seen in college in the last ten years, at least. Okay. Yeah. But you know the evolution of the game. You talk about it all the time on your show big guys who play back to the basket aren't as valuable now as they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. That's just the facts. You mentioned that Drew Timmy doesn't have perimeter skills, and I would agree with you if we're defining perimeter skills as a three-point jump shot, although he did hit one three last night, by the way, against UCLA in the first half. He does have perimeter skills when it comes to ball handling and passing, though, Colin. So, like, you talk about Draymond Green with the Warriors, and I don't really want to compare Drew Timmy to Draymond Green. They're, They're two different players. But they do play the same position, and they do—they uh, are successful at dribble handoff screens, yes. rolling to the basket, catching on the run, and being able to handle the ball. So we, we think about perimeter skills as just three-point shooting. It's, it's, it's a lot more than that. I do think, Drew Timmy, on the right system, European-style basketball where you're asking your bigs to handle and pass the ball – could absolutely have a place in the NBA.
1: I think that's really smart. I I I know a lot. You know, I know Draymond pretty well. And when people you know dog on him, I'm like, you're not watching Warrior games. He is such a catalyst. The other night against the Mavericks, he had two huge screens that got. Curry layups, and that was the difference in the game. So that's a really interesting uh, comparison there. To your point, they're not the same player, but um, how about the guard from Kansas State? He is tiny. I'm not sure who would he defend, but we made the argument earlier. Could you put him at the end of a bench? He's a leader. Uh, Big game, situational. What do you make of his game?
4: Well, first of all, how fun was he last night? That was about (laughs) as enjoyable of an experience of watching basketball. Those last... Those two games, Michigan State versus Kansas State and UCLA-Gonzaga, those, those games were back-to-back. I wish they were all like that. They're not all like that. Just incredible the way he was able to you know, shake off an injury. You saw him turn his ankle. It was kind of a bad ankle sprain yeah. in that second half. He comes back, and not only does he come back to help his team and run the offense, he was dominant uh, scoring the ball. He was dominant stealing the basketball. And before I get to Marquise Noel's uh, NBA potential, Colin, there's something that a lot of media members haven't really talked about, um, and that was the end-of-the-game defense that Marquise Noel. We talked a lot about that that beautiful um, alley pass to Keontae Johnson and whether or not that was a call play or an off-the-cuff play. But go back and watch the last six seconds of that game uh, Tyson Walker, Michigan State's leading scorer, goes yeah. up for a three-point shot. And Michigan State is down three. And what does Marquise Noel do? He reaches in and steals that ball. Call. You know how risky of a defensive play that is? Do you know what kind of cojones you have to have to even try and make that play? He steals the ball, seals the game. This guy plays with a type of flair and style that I haven't seen in a long time. Now, to his NBA prospects, Yeah. look... Uh, he's little. He's tiny. Yeah. Have there been players in the NBA that have gotten a chance? Yes. But have they lasted very long? Not really. The, the one that comes to mind to me, Colin, that is comparable is Tyler Ulyss. Yeah. You remember him? Yep. For Kentucky. And he got a shot and he played a couple of years with the Phoenix Suns. And now he's, he's a, a college basketball coach, I think, with John Calipari and Kentucky. But he did play a couple of years. I consider Marquise Noel in that similar mold as a Tyler U.
1: Yeah, if I had to reseed the whole tournament again, I think UConn may win. I mean, Arkansas's got dudes, and they just hammered them um, you know, I, I, here's the funny thing. I, UCLA's coach, I really like this guy. He said yesterday, listen, the transfer portal is just different. And one of the things I like about college basketball that college football doesn't offer is regional balance. I mean, we got a Gonzaga. We got a, a Creighton, who I like tonight. You got UConn out east. I got a southern team. I And we got a small team in Florida Atlantic. I love all this, right? You can win with transfers like Kansas State. You can win with three-star guys, four-star guys like Gonzaga. Um, the UCLA coach said the other day, he said, listen, man, the, the dying words of a CEO are, well, we used to do it this way. The transfer portal, Casey, to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think it's saving college basketball. And I also, because you can rebuild quickly. And by the way, players are better when they're happy. Players aren't good at a university where they're not playing. I mean, by the way, Austin Reeves for the Lakers, the kid was good. He didn't get an opportunity. Now he gets to start, and he's really good. So I like the transfer port. I also like paying guys um, because if a guy is great, again, he's happier. He doesn't – so I'm into this stuff. What is your takeaway, though, on all the movement, all the money? Does it worry you?
4: It did worry me a couple of years ago, Colin. um, But like you say all the time on your show, we're in the interesting business. Does the transfer portal make college basketball more interesting? It absolutely does. Now, does it make it more difficult, though, for college coaches to build for the future? It does. It it, doesn't make it more difficult if you're a high school player right now being recruited. You kind of have to wait your turn. You don't even know if you're going to get a scholarship offer. You kind of have to go a different route. You've met, you, you said that it's saving college basketball. That might be a little bit uh, too much, but I am not afraid of this. I am not afraid of change. I'm not afraid of the NIL. Let's try and figure it out. The past, Colin, was archaic. The w- the way we ran college basketball needed a change for, for over a decade. We're finally seeing it. Um for an analyst like me, it is really difficult every year. I got to study these <laughs> rosters over and over. I don't even know who's playing on the team. Well, uh, Colin, last year, an average of five players per team yeah. transferred. That's a third of the roster. I believe it's going to be more. I believe it's going to be over six or maybe even seven guys per team are transferring. So it, it is a merry-go-round or a carousel, however you want to describe it. But what you're seeing in the tournament is still holding true, Colin, the older Teams are still here. Yes. Florida Florida Atlantic is an old team. Kansas State, okay, they have a, a first-year head coach in Jerome Tang. This is an old roster full of seniors and fifth-year seniors. San Diego State. San Diego State has a 23-year-old and a 24-year-old, <laughs> and Adam Seiko and a Guacarope. These these are older dudes and they're winning deep in the tournament because they know how to play and they've been there before by
1: the way the big 12 has had a good three or four year run i know kansas got bounced but i i'm watching kansas state last night and i'm like i don't know man that that team is well coached they're dialed in they can go physical they can go finesse they got a star guard uh i i i'm gonna just roll the dice and say uconn wins it if i said to you who's winning it you could reseed it today i'm gonna go uconn what do you what say you
4: so I've been on the Houston Cougar uh train from the start of the season, and they've given me very little reason to get off that train, Colin, but I I totally understand what you're saying. UConn now is playing at a different level um at, over the last month and a half, but Houston, it, okay, first of all, Colin, the, the, the Final Four is in Houston, okay? That, that's got to be a little bit sure. extra motivation sure. for them. Uh, to to play in front of their home crowd and home fans and all that. Houston is as old as any team. We've talked about that. Their backcourt is so good with Marcus Sasser, who did not play in last year's NCAA tournament, by the way. So he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, and wants to prove himself. Jamal Shedd is a senior point guard. Tremont, Mark, if you are experienced and old in the backcourt, Colin, I trust you, okay? Yeah. UConn, they're good. But can I at least say that before this tournament started, They didn't have a single player wearing their uniform that had won an NCAA tournament game. Now, they're playing amazingly well. But Houston, two years ago, played in Final Four. Last year, played in an Elite Eight. I think experience does matter just a little bit. You got to have the dudes. Sure. I get that. But Houston is the most experienced. They've they've been arguably the most consistent. And it's just a matter of whether or not Marcus Sasser, their best player and, and shooting guard, is healthy or not with that groin injury.
1: All right. You talked me into Houston. (laughs) <laughs> all right duke was my first one that was a bad pick okay finally uh that final shot the winning shot by gonzaga we can show it again um it was the villanova play and i think villanova gonzaga are they're kind of the very very similar they make you know they one is known for defense gonzaga is known more for offense as a former player is that a good shot or a bad shot a bad shot that went it
4: So it is a good shot for Julian Strother. It always depends, Colin, on who's taking it. If you have followed Gonzaga this whole year, and I know you have a lot of other stuff going on, so you probably haven't watched Gonzaga play every single year. Julian Strother hit a shot very similar to this against BYU in Provo, Utah. Now that screen or that shot that he hit against uh, BYU was off of a ball screen, but it was about the same distance and length. Go on YouTube and look at it. This is a play that they draw up for him, whether it be a ball screen or on this uh, instance, it was kind of a pitch back play. Like you said, the the Villanova Jay Wright play, which Colin, I don't know if you know that Mark, Few talked about it after the game. They call that play that they ran the Jay Wright play. Um, (laughs) I don't know why they call it the Jay Wright play. They should be calling it the Chris Jenkins play because it was Chris Jenkins who should get the credit. He's the one that hit the shot for Villanova in that uh, NCAA tournament final game in 2016. But like Just just execution, um, a, a player like Strother who has deep range like that, to me, it was a good shot for him. But for 99% of the other players in college basketball, that would have been a terrible shot.
1: Casey Jacobson, how good is he? Stanford, NBA, follow him on shows throughout our network. Good seeing you, my man. You're so well-prepared, so buttoned up. I appreciate it.
4: Colin, thanks for having me. j Mack, be good. Be sure to catch
2: live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: So in the NFL, you invest in positions of scarcity. Everything else, just keep drafting players, stay cheap. So yesterday, Lane Johnson, one of the best right tackles in the NFL in a decade, re-signed an extension. There was concerns he could retire. He's coming back. He's going to play for another three years They also had Jason Kelsey come back, and this is a really smart move because Philadelphia had to make some choices. Their GM, Howie Roseman, I thought after they won the last Super Bowl, they brought too many guys back. I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they won a Super Bowl, brought too many guys in positions that don't matter back. I thought the Rams, after they won their Super Bowl, had too many expensive guys on defense. So what did the Philadelphia Eagles do? I think it's very smart. They lost a really good defensive lineman to the Niners. It hurts a little. They lost a good safety to Detroit. It hurts a little. And they let a couple of linebackers go. And Arizona and Chicago, bad teams, I think probably overpaid for linebackers. Uh, But the guys who protect Jalen Hurts, they brought him back. The guys that Jalen Hurts throws to, they're going to have those guys back. Running back, they lost one, they gained one. So, linebacker, safety, running backs, by and large, keep drafting them. Kansas City, young and cheap on defense, one star defensive tackle. That's what the Rams are doing, by the way, if you've paid attention. Aaron Donald, and they're going to surround him with young, inexpensive defenders. Philadelphia is smart. To me, there's five things in football you got to get right offensive coach, quarterback. Offensive tackle, weapons, and an edge rusher. If you get those right, everything else, just keep drafting, keep going cheap. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, everybody bragged about they brought everybody back. They shouldn't have. They should have brought the most valuable offensive guys back and let some of those linebackers go. Uh, The Rams got too expensive on defense, and what happened last year? The offensive line fell apart, and they had no depth. Uh, You know, Philadelphia last time they won a Super Bowl. Be very careful about bringing everybody back. This league now is really clear. Invest in positions of scarcity. There is, on average, one great quarterback per draft. On average, two really high-end edge rushers per draft. Three, maybe two, great offensive tackles per draft. Now, you can get wide receivers anywhere, but you can't get great wide receivers anywhere. You got those, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, make sure you got them locked up. So the Eagles, it's not, they let linebackers go, good defensive tackle go, good safety go. Those are good players, four really good players. Made sure the center's back, the tackle's back. Make sure the receivers stay put. Running back, lose Miles Sanders, bring in Rashad Penny, totally replaceable. So it's not just bringing guys back. Who are you bringing back? Philadelphia's figured it out. Don't bring everybody back when you go to a Super Bowl. Kansas City's a great example. They let go. They've let go of a honey badger. They let go of a great corner to San Francisco. They've had to move and get different safeties. They've moved D4. They've moved up. They got Chris Jones. And they're really young. And the Rams right now look like that's what they're doing. We're going to keep Aaron Donald, get very young, very cheap, very athletic on defense. We're going to move the money to the offensive side of the football. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovas has first wear comfort with little to no break in period. Stop by your local Decovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
3: Carol G., Juan Gabriel, Christina Aguilera.
1: What do these three have in common?